of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards us. Yes, Glory, hallelujah. Yes, Glory, hallelujah. the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. But do you see what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah. Um, and to be fair, I made that story up. Um, you fucker. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> Wait, are you being serious? <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of making things up. Um, Fuck you. I do want to. I do. <laughs> I, I was. I was really mad. I was. I was really mad. We are. Back, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. Dan plays us in. Oh, it feels so good to be back. Sound the trumpets. You just played the. We're back. Button. Yeah, we're back. Today we have joining us um, Collins here as he sips his coffee. I picked the most opportune time to introduce him. Colin, welcome to the show. No, I just wanted to have an opportunity to, you know, wet my whistle right before I get into this. Oh, good. You know, it's that pretentious thing like, yeah, can you yeah. just uh, talk more about me before I start speaking? That's No, that's fair. That's w- fair. Most we will begin with the accolades. So, uh, three-time Emmy and Golden Globe winner. <laughs> Well, right. It was actually uh, twice winning. Once was just a nomination. The mm. uh, reason why I didn't get it was a total bullshit process. So we're right. just not going to talk about that. That's fair. I never agree with the Academy. Never, never. agree with the Academy. No, I actually recently. Because done your well. taste is so well refined. It is. Thank you. I appreciate you for noticing that, really. <laughs> I, I do. I really do. Um, Unreal. Colin's here to talk today about a local theater and anything else he wants to talk about, really. No, um, don't do that to me. His what, feelings. Well, fair enough. <laughs> His ex-wives. His uh, many ex-wives, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Secret family mm-hmm. we can and the Caymans. We can leave names when I start talking about them, That's right? f- Yeah, okay. we can absolutely That's do fine. that. Absolutely. That's fine. Um, You're in a safe space here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, welcome. I mean, w- so I've been talking to you about our show for years now. I've been trying to get you on, mm-hmm. um, and you're here. We've what? finally subpoenaed you. Yeah. The listeners can't see the chain and the shock collar that uh, keep me in this chair, but- uh, Don't worry, I lice all it every every week. <laughs> oh, so then, it's, then that's totally fine. That's okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm here for it. So what do you think of this studio? Stop pointing <laughs> to the shitty <laughs> corner. What do you think? I, th- I think it is much better than mine, which uh, is- uh, well, it, yeah. the studio's gone under a lot of work. Yeah. This this place, when we first moved into it, mm-hmm. was just filled with like furniture. Yeah, essentially furniture. This was my grandfather's workshop. Oh, nice. When I was a little kid. Well, obviously before I was a little kid. When he you went ruined that memory. Well, behind you is a 1920s original winemaker that my grandfather used to make wine down here. He would chain smoke cigarettes <laughs> and just. Churn, just churn the grapes into the yeah. Mumbling something about his family into Most the darkness in a beater. Yeah, yeah, just nothing but a beater and just fucking cranking, you know, wine out. And nice. I remember coming down here as a kid, my mom being like, "Don't go down there, Grandpa, smoking cigarettes." 
And I'm just like, eh. and then I bought the house. So, and I figured. And then you filled it with things. And when we moved in here, basically the width of the door there, that's all there was. <laughs> it to was like a get in. Honestly, that's really all there was. Stuff and here's an aisle in this tiny. Yes, yeah. So we we recorded the first handful of episodes down here with episode just three, first three, season. Yeah. Your brother, we had your brother sit. Yes. Uh, we were sitting on the floor pretty much yes. on buckets. With microphones in the middle of this room with all the shit around us. That yeah. was fun. Like my MacBook on like a box. Like, that was wild. That, that was fun. Exact, that's how you start most podcasts, as I understand. It's like the best way to do it is just a bunch of microphones sitting in a room in any space that you can find it where it's silent. Yes. And you could just go at it and it just kind of evolves from there. Exactly. Exactly. That's very true. And that's where it's Steve where Jobs would have been proud. Mm-hmm. If he he would have been. Yes, we started. he's and a big fan, right? He's I, a, I saw his subscription to this. Huge fan. It's insane, though. So when after, he's our third biggest follower, okay, after, from the afterlife. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> after we got really big, though, and I bought my third yacht, um, you which know. I warned you not to do because the market price was skyrocketing. Well, the thing is, Bernie's going to get elected, and they're going to take all my stuff away anyway, yeah. right? Because that's how that works. Goddamn liberals are either going to take your guns or your wealth. You know, I, Both, I just can't. I yeah. can't deal with it. I can't. Why? And sixty-eight thousand people died last year because they didn't have access to health care. Mm-hmm. Let's bump that number up. Yeah, you know, eighty thousand, hundred thousand. Let's be like a good conservative. I just want to walk. I want to walk down the streets and just see women and children just bare, just laying out dead. Yeah, like like uh, the. The Middle Ages. Yeah, no, I think that's perfectly fine. What do you think about our healthcare system? <laughs> well, I think the healthcare system is on its right way, especially if we're going in that route. I mean, we, population control is is got to be something we have to start thinking about. That's right. True. You I know? mean, you want to talk about global warming? There's there's not enough water. There's a drought right now. We can't even feed people. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. And um, today I was on the, the Facebook, and I hate going on there now. Um, and I'm on there, and I see a friend of mine, and he actually posts. Do not vote for Bernie. He is the Democratic Trump. You need to give Mayor Pete a chance, but the boomers won't because they don't want a gay president. And the person posting this is gay. Okay. Now, we're allies. Critical mass, we are allies. Sure. We we love we've had I mean Dan's Dan's brother's gay. He's been on the show twice. What? I didn't say anything. You just made a face. <laughs> you made a face. He literally did nothing. You my made a face. My face always looks this way. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, Rocco's talking again. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 so I, I typed up this long rebuttal response, right? All about, like, uh, you're smarter than this. We've talked so many times. Um, here's a couple links to Bernie's, like, pages where you can actually read about real things he's nothing like trump if he's sort of youtube he can watch yeah. youtube or if, and if you've th- talked about if you're talking about mayor pete why don't you take a look at what happened in iowa mm. um and see what else you think about who's closer to actually being trump and furthermore i think mayor pete is de- just trying to check boxes at this point veteran <laughs> uh gay oh the liberals are gonna love that one yep um billionaire donors got it you know like <laughs> is he just going to, oh 17 languages you got it yeah is he? I think I feel a little. He's a little disingenuous, especially oh, yeah. after Iowa. And then I wrote, which I didn't, and I didn't post any of this. I looked at all of it. I I did the select all, and, delete. and delete. It just felt you good to write it. And God. yeah, he's and, learning. But the last thing I said was, don't pick a candidate just because he's gay and you're gay. I like, and I felt like yeah. I may have crossed a line there, and I wanted to talk about that for a second because for me, someone who has a lot of respect 
who um, has always been pro whatever the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. If you like to bang toasters, that's fine. Just go do that over there. But that's fine. I don't don't tell me about the burns when you're done. Exactly. Yeah. It's not uh, your sex life. Like what you do in the bedroom. It's not in my fucking business. Mm. I don't care. Right. But I felt like even though I meant what I said, don't pick him just because he's gay and you're gay. Mm-hmm. I read that and said, this could come off as bad, but I didn't mean it that way. Mm-hmm. But regardless, I deleted the whole post. Guys, okay. what am I a terrible human being? No, I think you, you just have a... <laughs> he just nods. A, you, you just, <laughs> I'm trying to be the nice guy, I guess, since you don't exactly have uh, a nice... Uh, There's no nice one here to balance me out. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I hear what you're saying. I'm the type of person that when you know I see someone write something stupid like that, I want to do the exact same thing. Type up, you know, this is this is the stupid thing that you're about to say. Yep. And then I t- post it, and someone goes, "That was a really dumb thing that you said in response." And it's always the the one thing that I I've learned over the course of my relationship is there's a difference between what you intend versus what you say. Yes. Yes. And you. So the big thing was always just saying what you intend what your intention is and when it comes to facebook or even just politics in general there's no way to safety around that yeah especially with what you were trying to say there i was like you you could have said something like hey you know it kind of comes off like you're supporting him because you're gay and he is so that's really kind of the thing you're latching to don't do that but if you were to do it in the Rocco way, yeah, that 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 would probably give off that. Vibe. When it comes to exactly fa- when it comes to Facebook, exactly, Facebook, I agree. I agree with you. Facebook and social or political topics. Yeah, 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 we're all just a bunch of toddlers playing with big sticks in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even someone's gonna not even. Get but you're right. Hurt. Yeah. Okay. No, I see what you're saying. Yes, you're right. That's okay. the metaphor I'm yeah. going for. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I I'll actually say that I think you're right and wrong at the same time. Okay. With what you were there. going to say. Uh, I agree with, but I also agree with the other side. So you were saying that essentially don't vote for someone simply because they are the same as you as far as whether or not, it, you, you know, the the minority, essentially. Sure, sure. Whatever marginalized population you belong to, if you're going to vote for that person because of it, whether they're a female, Hillary Clinton, right? How many people voted for Hillary because she was a woman? How many people voted for Barack Obama because he would have been the first black president? How many people would have voted for Pete Buttigieg because he was the first gay candidate. Yeah. Okay. We're supposed to vote for the people that we think would make the best president. But I'm not one of those marginalized populations. Yes. So it's easy for us to have so this conversation easy for us as to have three white, three straight white guys in a creepy basement talking right. about this. It's easy for us to talk about it. That's right. true. And and a lot of people died for those people to vote in the way that they see fit. Right. Well, yeah, and 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 the the atrocities to the gay community, everything right. from gay conversion camps that have a high suicide rate to um when they locked all those uh those gay folks in a hotel, I believe it was in the West, and they lit the fucking thing on fire and and just killed all these people. It's an atrocity, oh, simply because they're gay. I don't. Uh, uh, that's awful. That's just awful. Just because of who they fuck. Well, we we could spend all day and night listing the hate crimes against the gay community we had greg come but on the, but the point is remember they burned his flag on yes, his porch they, did. they burned his flag it's fucked up so but the point is if if a gay community member wants to see a gay president simply because they're gay maybe that trumps all the other policies because they think that that actually is more important yeah 
to see a black man in president in the in the Oval, to see a woman in the Oval Office, to see a gay person, just the visuals and what that would do to the culture. I think it is important for us to have a gay president. I think it is important for us to have a female president. Yeah. I agree with those two things, but I'm a policy guy. Right. I want to know what he's going to do. And as far as I'm concerned, Mayor Pete, the more you read about him, take a, take a few moments. And if you're listening to the show, take a few moments and read about Mayor Pete. Mm-hmm. Eh, your opinions might change a little bit when you're like billionaire donors. Oh, a company called Shadow in Iowa. Um, uh, caucus numbers didn't come out. Um, furthermore, furthermore, I think Bernie Sanders as president and having a Congress that is willing to work with him, which is key because that's an asterisk, mm-hmm. is going to do more for the gay community than Pete Buttigieg would if he were president because he obviously is just going to do whatever those billionaires asked him yes. to do. Right. Yeah. When someone donates that much money to you, yeah. you are beholden to them if you ever want their money again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, That's that, how it works. Mm-hmm. That's why Mayor Bloomberg is so... Uh, giving. He's the philanthropist of, of the last year. He gave the most money of anybody in He's the last just year. Trump but the question blue. is, where is he giving this money? You have to think about that. He's helped get candidates in Congress elected over yeah. the last few years because of the amount of money he gave to their campaigns. Yes. He's literally buying delegates. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But uh, before, and Colin, I, want, I know you got an opinion. I want to hear it in two seconds. But did you guys, do you like Michael Che? I think that he can be funny, but I think he likes his stuff a little too much. Fair enough. He uh, had the a Daily Show guy. He, uh, well, Weekend he Update. Was Weekend Update. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. So he ha- he did a stand up special that was mediocre. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't amazing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he's like Bloomberg. Stop Compared to yours, it was mediocre. Yeah. yeah. Um. He said Bloomberg. He's like stop and frisk. He's like man, fuck Bloomberg. But still, you got to say something for stop and frisk if you're a black man. He goes, I've anytime I'd be late for work. I'd just be like, I got stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, when that went away, I, I didn't have that excuse anymore. Right. So, you know, <laughs> I'm like, wow, that is a great way to look at it. But it sounded like you wanted to say you wanted to say something. Well, I was just going to say to to the earlier point that, you know, the Buttigieg is going to be owned by people's money. That's that's yeah. the big. He's trying to make allies rather than make a point he's and playing the political game yeah and and that, that's that's the thing that people are liking about bernie is that he's not playing the game which was kind of what people liked in trump and why he yes. ended up winning yes um change least, candidate yeah, yeah. It, it's essentially someone who says this whole system is fucked let's completely change it and right. the the other thing is Buttigieg is so new he has no real way to establish himself and he's changed so much in the course of the time that he has been pre- presented that it seems like he has no mm-hmm. moral backbone to just say, hey, this is what I believe. This mm-hmm. is what I'm going to stand for. And this is what I'm going to do for you as a president. Oh, by the way, this is going to alter a little bit. Have no pay no attention to the fact that it kind of went coinciding with someone giving me a whole fuck ton of money. Whereas yep. Bernie Sanders has been saying essentially the same exact damn thing since the 70s and mm-hmm. the 80s. You see oh, yeah. videos mm-hmm. from there where he's been preaching the same type of financial yep. package that he's preaching to us now 30, 40 years like, later. Word for word. His vote, yeah. his voting same. record is incredible yeah. because he's never floundered. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, go back to his videos from the 80s. And in the 70s, 70s, right? 70s and 80s or 80s and 90s? I think in 1980, 
So early 80, 80s is when he became mayor of uh, Burlington. Burlington. Mm-hmm. So that's really the beginning of his. But if you career. look, just like you said, there's there's no change in what he has preached, what he has said, what he has spoken about, and right. he's been successful in his state. And just that alone yeah. is is the ability to say, well, that's a that's a person who has some fortitude when faced with mm-hmm. adversity and opinion. So wouldn't that be the ideal type of I, the, to candidate to look at? Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I'm actually a Warren supporter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Bernie were to get the, the nomination, I would stand by that. But just yeah. that alone, where he sticks by his guns for that many decades, doesn't yeah. falter on it, that would say, look, that's a president right there. Yeah. That's a person who, if they were faced with a, a competing mindset whether it be in the senate whether it right. be in our own government or even from an uh from a, another government there he'd be able to stand up and say no no this is what i'm standing up for and because you believe what he's saying because right. of what we said yeah over and over again yeah and i'm just i i've said this before and i'll say it again i'm really happy with the pool of candidates that we have as a democratic party right now really well maybe not so much today as i was a few months ago that's fair okay but but I mean, if my choices are Joe Biden, I, I know. But think, okay. But think about. I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden. Trust me. But <laughs> but, but think He's about him. Anyway. He's no, the worst no. one. Joe Biden's the worst. Well, no. What I love though like, is that's that's the worst. Did we you can do see as the Bloomberg debate? Joe Good. You know did, what I mean? Did you see the Bloomberg debate? When he came on and all the it, what, Joe Biden's face, no, I didn't actually see any of that one. Joe Biden's face was the best because it was. I'm not the worst one on the stage anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. we didn't get a chance to uh, to see it, but we did listen to it. It was just fantastic to hear everyone going just off slamming Bloomberg. Bloomberg. Holy mm. shit! I and I I want to reiterate because you mentioned being a Warren fan again. I am so happy with the field, and I loved Warren too, mm-hmm. and. So if Warren or or Sanders or even Buttigieg, like mo- pretty much most of those candidates, if any of them won, I mean, yes, I'd be very disappointed that Sanders lost. Sure, but I would easily get behind any one of those other candidates because I'm I'm proud so far of the Democratic Party for becoming a bit more progressive. Mm-hmm. Warren, um, you know, I see her stuff online a lot. She's got a mug that that just says "billionaire tears." on it yeah that, that was a quality uh, fucking, one like that's what i love about her is that she does not give a fuck Warren she did. will call you out on your shit and she doesn't care i She's don't know done. it was a real non-integrity move what she did to bernie well i just saying the, the, what, the question the, is whether the, or not, a woman can't be president which didn't happen but clearly. i believe from what i know i believe someone told her that he said that sure or, or what sure so but she believes that it's so true. before she she, before it should have gone to public, she should have been like vetting it. Did he say that or not? Sure. Did he really yeah. say it or not? Okay. Because I don't want to talk about but it. She's trying to win an election. Exactly. Yeah, so but that really the, backfired. She fucked herself she, real hard. Okay, but I'm not. I'm saying it doesn't make her a horrible person. No, it doesn't. Okay. The Native American thing too was a little weird. Okay. Do you know actually what happened with that? No. So she actually did do a DNA test, yeah. and it said that she was part Native American, and her family always told her that she 132nd was. One thirty-second Native American, no, a, a sliver. What does sure. it matter anyway? Listen. So she. But then, I'm saying is, but many, 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 point. many years ago, she tries to get into college with a little help, saying that she's Native American. I mean, I. Listen, Most people would have done if that if they thought they were. I'm not going to be mad if she's the if she's up. I'm the happy only, with it. I'll vote for her. I'm not going to not vote for her. The only people that got upset were the Native Americans, and they were like, don't do that if it's not actually true. And they didn't even know the 
what was really going on. I don't on. understand what they're upset so it was about. Just, it's, we gave it's them really little pieces of land. <laughs> oh, God, here it comes. We gave them little pieces of land. Right. We abandoned them in those blankets. Blankets. We gave yeah, them the nice they blankets. They were very warm with those blankets. Exactly. I come to understand. And then they have these casinos were where white people scratchy? piss money away. Sure. No, I'm just kidding. I, but that's it was just a kerfuffle and it got blown out of proportion and the media twisted it to make it look like of she course. was lying in order to get into college. I stopped paying attention to CNN since that right? that whole situation. So that's not exactly fair. No, I mean yes and no. And then and and let's 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 go further. Bernie being criticized for being a millionaire and having three houses. Well, do you know why he has three houses? One in DC, one, one in DC because he spends most Vermont. of his life there. Yep. One that he actually lives in at home for his wife to live in. By the way, did you see photos of that house? No. Uh, look up photos of his house. My house looks nicer than the one he's got in Vermont. Right. And <laughs> and then he's got bad. what essentially is a summer vacation home in the Lake George area, which everyone does in but the thing is, his wife's parents died mm-hmm. and gifted it to them in in their will. But he's also a writer. It's not as if it's not as if he just bought three homes. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I understand that. But he also and someone writes. who makes what's what's the salary of a senator every year? I don't know. It's not for him. Does he drive around on Rolls Royces? No. No. He no. probably saves all his money. And he is simply now worth over a million dollars. It doesn't make him a billionaire, no. nor does it make him a hypocrite. No. You can work hard and become a millionaire, but it he's talking about the billionaire class and in, in everything he says. And, the, and he's just he's he's suggesting that if you are a billionaire, it's because you're exploiting you. workers. We should eat the billionaires. And you're not being taxed. <laughs> Did you guys see the new one? Fifth, uh, Bernie Sanders uh, says fifty two percent tax. On what? On everything. You mean sales tax on personal income tax? Thank you, Dan. Now we're getting to the the real thing. So this has been a Republican meme that has been going out on the conservative sites. Oh, yeah, I did hear about this. Where it just says Bernie Sanders is instituting a 50, wants to institute a 52% tax. And everyone got all up in arms about it. And it's fucking hilarious because, first of all, thank you. What A tax on what? Doesn't Mm -hmm. say. Just says 52% tax. Sales tax? Income tax? What, what tax? Yeah. So there's none of that. And then he never said that. So that's obviously been debunked. I mean, yeah. Snopes jumped on that one immediately. Oh, yeah. You see it all over. The- I didn't even have any clue about what it was until I just saw all the Snopes posts ever coming yeah. in. False, 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 false. Yep. So I was like, yeah. oh, okay, I guess I won't bother my brain cells with this. Cool. Great. E- exactly. Right. Exactly. These people are stupid. So, Colin, uh, going back, so you said uh, you, you're supporting Warren. That's great. What drew you to this this candidate specifically? I'll be absolutely honest sure. with you. It started with the fact that it was a woman. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that we, we've seen enough men kind of like go at it. Fuck and everything Fuck up. it up for a while. Um, I agree. And it would be nice to, to actually see a, a woman in the, in the, the presidential spot just sure. to, to see how that goes through, especially for the fact that she's also another person who stands by her guns. She's got the same kind of liberal um not liberal what's the word progressive Mm -hmm. kind of ideas that are similar to bernie's maybe not to the forgive the word extreme yeah he goes with well revolution yeah it's enough where it would kick start the country in a way that we wouldn't get from more of the the centrists you know we get more of the same the status quo right and the fact that she's 
she's you know Harvard professor, mm-hmm. and she specifically law, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you're correct. So she knows the ins and outs. She knows how to debate people. She knows how to talk to people who challenge her often. And as a woman, I'm sure she probably has to do that pretty often. So she's. I believe she was integral in uh, helping the economy. Yeah. Again, she and President Obama did a lot of work together to help the mm-hmm. economy. Mm-hmm. So there's another accolade of hers. Yeah, no, I, all that makes sense. Yeah, and so I, I just for me, I, I'm I tended to, to I'm still trying to find my footing in the in the political world mm-hmm. of understanding. Just because for so long I just actively chose not to partake because I thought it was just so screwed up. Mm. That's fair. The first time I ever voted was in the last presidential election. I had never voted before. Ah, I just thought wow. it was just like this. This it's a waste. I, I live in New York where it's going to vote. It's easy blue to become regardless. cynical about such a thing. Oh know? yeah, yeah, sure is. Yeah. And you know, even now, I'm still very skeptical of the whole thing. Where it's just like, eh, why bother? Yeah. But also at the same time, it's like, uh, how would I? I'm at that point where you know I have a house, I have a you know mm-hmm. a job with you know a 401k. I want to be able to have a retirement. I, these things in the long term, I have to think about, and I have to be able to put my stamp somewhere yep that says okay i partook in this so i have to start voting and to to stick by warren honestly for me was just kind of like okay i don't know as much as i probably should which is you know that's the, that's most americans anyway so i figured it's i true. might as well be most americans i don't know enough i'll vote anyway well based and, on uh, what you're saying though you already got a leg up on most americans which is good and sad at the same time because you know enough about so for instance like if and i hate to say this well nah, i don't really hate to say this but if you go to a trump supporter like certain folks that we know well and we're not going to talk we're not going to name names but you go to them and you're like well why are you voting Jeff. for trump his name is Jeff. No, no actually, <laughs> there is a Jeff, and no, it's not. This is not him. Um, but uh, no, uh, you know, you ask and you say, you know, well, why Trump? And their response is, because Trump, duh. Name and, one thing he's done wrong. Yeah, thank you. And that's that's what you get. Whereas, you know, we I asked you about Warren, and you, like, listed off five things that you obviously researched and knew. Whereas, well, what has Trump done wrong? Well, that's not what I'm asking. The Why best, do you want to vote for he's Trump? He's got the best economy of any president. Look at my 401k. Just yeah. take a look at take it. Take a look at my 401k. Tell me that any other president would have done that. They can't. Uh, look what he's doing with the foreign markets. He's pressuring them into into getting better deals deals for the U.S. It's it's great. He's winning. Yeah, that's and that's all you get. And that's all you get. Now I have a I have a final question. Well, if before. your money is going to be an important thing to you, those are our pretty solid ways to stand behind somebody. Honestly, right. that's true. But the thing is, is I feel that we need to stop voting for what's right for for us and vote for what's right for you're you're asking for empathy from American citizens. That's yeah. Been, that's oh. that's part of the problem. That's yeah, part of the problem. And been. they're not they're not looking at the entire picture when they say that the four hundred one k is doing well. They're not realizing. All the myriad of problems that they're not even seeing, which is the overall health of an economy, is not how the stock market does. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But okay. they don't—they don't know that. They need, you can't you, explain this to these fucking people. Trump, Trump creates what three million jobs in so many months? Okay, great. But take a look at what jobs they are and yeah. wage how many stagnation. Of them play, uh, pay something yeah. that is a livable wage. Exactly. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Because w- guy A who already had a job now has to get a second job. That yeah. doesn't make the economy. Well, better. that's one of my favorite no. memes. Though is yeah, I bet you're loving your uh, job. Uh, Trump gave us three million jobs. Yeah, yeah, asshole, I'm working three of them. Yeah, and look <laughs> at it, like the the tech as as we move on through the future, technology becomes so integral to the economy. Yeah. I mean, look at 
Uber and Lyft drivers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All those, most of those people, that's a secondary source of yep. income. Yep. Oh, yeah. So how many jobs are created just by that? Well, remember Ryan, who was on the show, yes. um, he, he was, uh, he, he has a job with us, mm-hmm. um, which we don't talk about, but we, he, he's also an Uber driver, mm-hmm. yep. which we talked about on the show for a while, the drug story where someone left drugs in the car and he was like freaked out and didn't know what to do. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, I flirted with jail time. That. Now I have a conversation with him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ask him about but that. He's, he's not the only one at our place of, of employment who, at our place, pay, I'm not going to go too deep into it. You know? No. But, you know, they pay certainly a w- livable wage. Yeah. You know, it's a career place mm-hmm. to work. Yep. And I just learned of another one of our coworkers who has a second job as a grocery clerk somewhere. Yep. And I'm just oh. like, you, you're kidding me. You do a full-time job that is not necessarily nine to five, but you could be doing it at any time. And mm-hmm. then you're going to spend another five, six hours at a grocery store bagging stuff mm-hmm. and watching people pay money. Yep. You know, that's insane to me that you have to have that just because you have kids. Yeah, no. You're exactly right. And there's another person that's there that works at a restaurant. Yeah. Also. Yeah. And and again, to Colin's point, we don't work for fucking like we work in a place that pays us pretty well. I mean, we're not rich by any stretch of the imagination, no. but I mean, shit, I'm doing okay. You know, uh obviously I'm doing okay. My wife's second income that as chair well. chair is made out of gold. I know, thank you. What? But I have Why a final question. Now people are going to judge the podcast. <laughs> Come on. Um, this podcast is just a tax shelter anyway. Oh. But, um, so final final question before we go to break, um, and then you guys tell me what you think. So my brother and I got into an argument. I don't want to say an argument. We're in a disagreement right now. My brother is also the attorney for the show. If you're listening, please don't fire us. So he says to me, you've got to stop with this Bernie shit. Oh, ouch. Stop with the Bernie shit. Is he talking about finding the right candidate to beat Trump, Donald or is, Trump. He, is he talking about finding the right candidate for the country? He kept saying strategy. Strategy, strategy to, oh, beat, to Trump. beat Trump. Yeah. yeah. And that's my question to you. So me, you know my opinion. I'm voting for Bernie because I feel he is the best thing for this country, whether or not he can beat Trump. I hope yeah. he does. I think he can, but that's how I feel. So we'll start, Colin. What, what do you have to say on that? And then we'll go to Dan, then we'll go to break. I, I'm, I'm kind of torn between that because there's a logic to the centrist idea because we... We saw the pull yeah. with Trump, which was the extreme right wing. Sure. We see, but there are idiots on both sides of the aisle. Let's, let's not lie to ourselves here. Yes. A he lot a of this, yeah. the, the, the BS that we see from, from the Democratic Party starting in 2016 is very mm-hmm. clear. That yeah. It's, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Oh, God in heaven. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> yeah. You were saying the bullshit that we saw oh, yeah. from the left, oh, yeah. we also see from the right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, we see it on both sides. And the thing that just drives me nuts is that that, that, that was why I'm an independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I register as that. I yeah. don't vote in primaries because both sides are guilty of the moronic, the, mor- the moronic crap that we see all over the place. Yeah. So I just vote with what they give us. Be like, yeah, you know, garbage in, garbage out, in the words yeah. of the uh, late, great George Carlin. Yep. So God, I miss him. Yeah. Oh, my God. It breaks my heart. Yeah. But I... I, I I understand the concept of centrism on that. I do. Because we need to be able to get everybody united and then trend away from it. But you're never going to get that. You have your extremists, and mm-hmm. that's why they're extremists. They believe in what they believe. No one's going to convince them otherwise. Mm-hmm. So we've seen what it's like under Trump, and we've seen it what it's like in terms of the cultural 
I'm not worried about the, or the lack economic thereof. or whatnot. But well, again, that's an opinion of it. It's mm-hmm. still a culture. I mean, it's a culture of closed-minded ideas and, uh, you know, what's I can't think of the, the racial word for it. But uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, racism. Race, you know, it that, is that, racism. The, the open racism. Xenophobic. That, xenophobia. Thank yeah. you. And just so, how open it is. Yeah. But it, it, how blatant it's gone up. Yep. I mean, we saw, what, 1,800 acts of racial violence just in the three years since mm-hmm. Trump was voted, mm-hmm. just here in the United States. Mm-hmm. And that's insane to me how blatant that is. Mm-hmm. Where, So I think we've seen the extreme right. Let's see what we can do with the extreme left because maybe that can help something in the longer term. But regardless of that, that we're going to have those three sides. We're going to have the extreme left. We're going to have the centrist. We're going to have the extreme right. There's no way around it. Mm-hmm. So no one's right on it. I'm just going to vote for what I think makes sense. And it's either going to be Democrat or Republican at this point. So fair well, enough. Ultimately, it's going to be Democrat. Let's put it yeah, that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Dan? Well, when I hear things like that, that, that our attorney talks of, and I hear a lot of people talk like that, that we should take a moderate centrist strategy yeah in order to beat trump because that's the most important thing sure I, I it makes me angry actually it really does because i it's just my opinion yeah but if your end game is to beat donald trump i understand that strategy but that's not my end game yeah my end game is not to simply beat donald trump my end game is to vote into office the person I believe is the best person for this country. For all of us. For, for all everyone. Of us. For everyone. Yep. 100%. And, and whether I vote for an independent person who's only going to garner 1% or 2% of the vote, that's my fucking right. Yeah. And if I want to vote for someone who may not be popular with everybody else, that's my right. Yeah. I have a I have a big problem with people that simply vote for the person they think is going to win. I agree with There's you. There's this giant culture out there, and that's what these primaries are. It's to, it's to show you who the front runner is, and now, oh, see, this person looks like they're going to win, so everybody else is going to jump on their back, too. No. No. Oh, yeah. I know. I almost feel like the winner of each of these primaries should be kept a secret hmm. until the final show. Hmm. Because that's why they say Iowa is so important because everybody, you get a momentum yeah. moving into New Hampshire. Well, Bernie just and then won you get a Nevada. momentum. Yeah. I know, but I'm saying this and it's ironic because I'm enjoying that momentum that he's gained, oh, right? Because yeah. I want him to win. But at the same time, don't vote for someone just because you think they have the best chance of winning. Uh, yeah, correct. That bothers me. I You vote for the person you think is the best candidate, period, full stop. Yeah. And his his thought is that Trump is so deteriorating our country to from what it was <clears throat> that the most important thing is to get him out of office as fast as possible, which isn't a bad idea. That's not a bad of thought. Of course, no. but, but the people voted him in. The delegates voted him in. I can't think of which comedian it was. There was a comedian who said that Donald Trump is what a homeless person's idea of a wealthy person is. <laughs> and that sounds familiar. I wonder if it's David Cross. But I, oh, I wonder. Might be. But I, I thought that was the perfect way to describe Donald it's Trump. True. I mean, here's a guy with gold toilets. He puts his name on everything. Yeah, I'm going to have gold toilets. I'm going to yeah. put my name up on yeah, the yeah, side. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just imagine this dirty, homeless, bearded person, also known as Rocco, standing yeah. out in the street with this a guy. giant sign screaming this at the top yeah. of his lungs. Yeah. Yeah. When I make my trillions, 
And it's it, it it's exactly that. And now we see it in bold face for the last three and a half yeah. years. Yeah. You know, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. I just it's I always <sighs> liken it to recycling this this voting habit of we can't vote for this person or that person because they won't get enough votes. But, but do you hear yourself? If you vote for them, they will get your vote. Yeah. If he votes for them, he will get their vote. Like everyone just vote your conscience mm-hmm. and the right person will win. Yeah. yeah. And 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 so when I liken it to recycling, it's like someone saying, "Well, why would I recycle this plastic bottle? It's not going to help anything." Then why do you recycle? Yeah, then yeah. why? Yeah. Every little bit counts. Yeah, but the, the to the to the point of the centrist, and this is just me de- arguing devil's advocate. Sure. In, in this case, if what is your your more important moral in that moment, voting what you think is right, or in terms of hey, this person's the right candidate, yeah, or voting to make the the country better because you perceive that the greater threat is make is keeping someone in office, and I guess that comes down to the basic argument. It's yeah. Not yeah. What's I, more important I, to I, me of that? Yeah. It's a selfish thing to say and to do, which is to say, fuck the rest of the country. They can have Donald Trump for another four years and the environment can be threatened and the economy can be threatened mm-hmm. and uh, minorities can be threatened for four more years. Fine. People died so that I can vote for the person I want in office. True. And I know it's stubborn. It's very stubborn. But it's 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 an ideal and a belief that I have that is far more important, because if I vote in a centrist that I don't believe in, I mean, we just said it earlier. There's fuck ups in in the Democratic Party, just as there are in the the Republican. So just because this person gets into office, just because a centrist gets into office doesn't mean life's going to be any better for minorities. Going to be any better. Sixty eight thousand people died last year because they didn't have access to health care. Yep. I'm done having a conversation about centrism. Yeah. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Enough is enough. The status quo is killing Americans yeah. every year. You're I'm right. done. Yeah. But Dan, America first. Don't do that with your finger. America first. That's a micro. Was it a micro? A microaggression. Just uh, kind of like pucker up a little bit. <laughs> Get a little wet. Uh-huh. Well, speaking of wet, let's go to break. We'll go to break. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna really get right inside of Colin. Thanks a lot, everyone. Ew. Are you a small business looking to advertise on Critical Mass Podcast? Well, check us out on our Facebook page at Critical Mass Podcast sixty nine. Contact us there to find out what your options are. We'd love to get the word out there about your business. Check us out. Okay, so uh, we just have a sort of a local ad. Okay. Uh, this time. It sure. It runs local, but maybe if uh, you pay attention, you can find some of this going on where you live, oh. no matter where you live in the world or huh. in the country. Okay. Um, but uh, every Wednesday night... At 8 p.m. Uh, down at the local church. It's an abandoned church because mm-hmm. no one goes to church anymore, thanks to our show. Mm-hmm. Um, they're holding uh, community ed- education courses. Oh. And they've highlighted one here, um, you know, kind of marking the difference between a communist and a socialist. Oh, okay, cool. And so uh, they wanted me to just sort of list some of the socialist, a.k.a. communist, to those who don't understand the difference uh, program sure, that we sure. see. So when you go to said church mm-hmm. who um, doesn't have to pay any taxes. Oh, yep, yep. Is that a red flag right there? Um, <laughs> I would say so, yes. You'll be driving on a road. Yep. 
which is a socialist road. Yeah. Dirty so, socialist road. A dirty socialist road where you can you can find a list of uh, more social programs like supplemental social security income. Social security. That's what I wouldn't have thought because it's called social security that yeah. it would be socialist. Well, now we have to stop that program. Medicaid. <laughs> Medicaid. Medicare. Oh, but I need You that. know the difference between the yes, two, I right? Do. Yes, uh, you have temporary assistance for needy families, mm-hmm. which is welfare. Mm-hmm. And remember, it says temporary. Yep. Uh, the GI Bill, everybody. Remember that? No, that's not socialist, Dan. Yeah. No, not at all. Uh, veterans benefits. No. Yeah. Pell grants. <sighs> for those of you that went to college, you received communist money. Oh, man. Uh, unemployment insurance. So when you lose your job, you're not living on the streets. Well, don't lose your job. I mean, come on. Yeah. Seriously. Food stamps, government subsidized housing, home mortgage interest deduction, uh. hope and lifetime learning tax credits, uh, Head Start. Forgot about that one. Um, hope and lifetime learning tax credits, child independent care tax credit. So when you get your taxes done and you have a child, you get a discount. Guess what? That's socialism because the money has to be made up somehow. Uh, 529 accounts. That's the college savings plans. Um, earned income tax credits, uh, employer subsidized health insurance. Think about that. Think about the fact that when you pay for your health insurance premiums, it's a portion of it. Your employer is paying the other larger portion, usually. Uh-huh. Uh, Employer-subsidized retirement benefits, social programs, and federal student loans. Let's keep going. So How this about is destroying my world as I... As socialized police. Yeah. The police are socialized. What about the fire department? They the can't be. Depa- Don't say it ain't no. so. The fire department is socialized. <sighs> even if it... Guess what? Even if it's a volunteer fire department, the trucks, the equipment... That's all paid for by tax dollars. They have already. You think they went us. out and bought that shit personally? They didn't. Wow, I cannot believe that. So, it, there is a myriad of social programs going on in this country right now. So, and if to, I had, to suggest that we want college paid for and healthcare paid for does not make us a communist. Well, yeah. So this seminar, though, is going to teach us. Yes. Okay, good. Well, mark your calendars. Wednesday at the abandoned church. How about a 20-year war? How does that do you? Oh, God. I, You know, we could go into that for... That's socialized. Yeah, well, yeah, socialized. So when do I start calling you comrade? Right. <laughs> comrade, then. Okay, so that's, again, down at the abandoned church every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Thank you. You're Thanks. welcome. Thanks, Dan. That's a great ad. So, I can't wait to be there. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'll be there. I'll be in the front. <laughs> so, uh, you're Colin, not allowed in church. You're here. <laughs> no, not anymore. Not since the incident. <laughs> right. Um, Colin, you're here. Uh, thank you for coming in today. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you are very much involved in local theater. Yeah. Uh, don't know how that happened, but it did. So were you like a performer in like high school? I, I was that kid that was like, someone needs to pay attention to me. And so uh, someone in my family said, hey, how about theater? And then I was like, what? And people get to sit in a room. They pay money to watch me do things. Cool. All right. Uh, yeah, nice. it started when I was in uh, fifth grade. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Uh, it's like a, it's a high school production of Annie or something like that. No, I was not And you Annie. were Annie. And okay. I, I wanted <laughs> always, to be, but always that is. stupid little brat. Yeah, she was better. Um, that bitch. Where is she now? I don't know. I just she she stole a role from you. This at this point, uh, hopefully, nope. 
Nope, not going to say that out okay. loud. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so you, you started in the wings watching in the darkness yes. uh, other people get better roles than you. Yeah. And you had to do what Jesus. in order to take center stage? What did you do? I'm not going to say that it took sleeping with the director, but it did take sleeping with the director. Right. So that the following year when they did <laughs> Oliver and I was in sixth grade, I right. was Oliver. So it, nice. was, it was definitely a very fast learning curve at that point. So the director was a pedophile? May I have some more? Please? <laughs> yes, please. How can I have some more? It was not gruel. Um Nice, but uh, it was um, it, it's 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 been a fun experience. So I've been doing it for about probably the better part of twenty five years now. Wow. Um, wow, off and on. I I studied, I did it throughout high school, and then mm. I studied music in college. Did a little bit of opera here and there until I realized that I'm actually not that great at singing. Where did you go to school? I went to uh, SUNY Fredonia. So okay, they, they they have a a really good quality uh, classical music training program out there. I worked with uh, the late great Delia Wallace, hmm. who uh, was one of the best uh, mezzos I'd ever heard at the time. And uh, so I got to getting to work under her tutelage was awesome. Mm-hmm. She was also a fantastic mentor in the sense where she just didn't take anyone's bullshit. So if you were just slacking, you mm-hmm. weren't doing your work. She would literally just tell you right in your face you're just not doing it and mm-hmm. you're a piece of shit for it essentially for lack of a better way of putting it wow yeah well but hey no, sometimes you need someone straightforward like that yeah it, it was but she was she was great and uh um she she was also the kind of person that would give you those life lessons that you really want to have um you know just that you carry on to none of which i carried into the real yeah. world which is why i'm mm-hmm. on this podcast right now <laughs> fair so, enough so it, it, performing now um how many performances have you been in in your adult life in my adult life yeah uh, or is it just so many um a lot of them were in the last five six years well um so i told would say me, yeah when after college i didn't really do much in terms of theater because i was just struggling to get by i was working at like a a pizza place and then a radio shack so it was just like hey whatever minimum wage yep. jobs were paying at the yep. time so i didn't have time for theater sure until mm-hmm. like 2010 someone asked me to try out for rent out in uh, erie pa and i did that that was the start of getting back into theater local theater nice and whatnot how many and minutes did you do that for Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred of them wow actually no so uh, only the not quite that last 600 part okay. sorry, only 595 did you get that reference no i did not okay moving yeah. on no, i love you for that i hate you for that is that a rent thing yeah yes 5000 <laughs> minutes these are the th- i don't know it's like the quintessential song from the show from oh, rent. okay i'm d- i'm more familiar with the off broadway show lease <laughs> <laughs> did you see the live one on TV they did last year? Oh God, yeah, that was that was, was, it, was it good? Was it bad? I don't it know. Was, it was okay because it, it was it was interesting because the the vocalists were great, but there was a thing that had happened the night before in the mm-hmm. rehearsal. The Roger had broken his leg doing a a stunt on the show. Yeah, so most of what you were seeing was actually the the final dress. Yeah, of yeah, the yeah, yeah. Show itself. Yeah. Up until the very last song, and then they wheeled him out in the wheelchair because he had like shattered his leg terribly, Jesus. and it was bad. Wow. But it, it it was so. I that, thought that, it was a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, from someone who can appreciate art, I have an art degree, mm-hmm. and I appreciate and the he's arts. a postman. I appreciate the <laughs> arts in general. Yeah. Um, but musicals are not my bag of chips. Mm-hmm. But I can certainly appreciate when something is really well liked critically and really well liked 
commercially. Well, yeah. and, and rent was kind of both of those things. I think for a long time on Broadway. Yeah. And you know, for me, it was like, you know, this really isn't my thing. But I watched that live thing, mm-hmm. most of it, anyways, and I was really impressed. I think it. I think it went really, really well. Oh, it, I mean, it did. And when I say it was really bad, I don't mean the actual production itself. I mean, you could tell that it was it wasn't up to snuff in terms of a live performance because you you could see that they were exhausted they mm-hmm. had gone through this grueling mm-hmm. and rigorous rehearsal process and this was the very last one where they're just kind of ironing it all out oh okay so there were there were like those little tidbits that you yeah. could tell yeah especially if you know in the back of your head hey this is not the live one that you're you're looking to watch right yeah um, not the actual Broadway like this isn't what you're yeah. actually going to get if you went. went and paid the ticket to see it or just that you know you're watching it live in that moment yeah. got you on the tv if they're doing it like the little mermaid one uh, yeah all right but let's swing yeah. back here but so you yes. you're doing rent in erie pennsylvania yes and that that was that was like the learning moment for me that said two things one i need to still do theater because it yeah. just made me feel alive for the first time in a very long time because yeah. you're doing this dead-end job and the second i was working with these really fantastic professionally trained actors and singers oh, wow. in the area. Um, that always helps, so that elevates you when you're yeah. around people that are talented and that want to cultivate you, I'm sure, mm-hmm. as well. I I, I I know exactly what you mean. That's mm-hmm. always the best. And, and it's... it's it, the, the I don't get that here. Of, but, no, um, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why you two don't love each other more. It just I can see it burgeoning. That's, you're just how we, we work off each other. God, I hate you. <laughs> Is that what he's? No, nope, nope. That's how we say we love each other. <laughs> so anyway, you were saying sorry. Go so you fuck were. Yourself. Ah. Anyways. Stop fighting, please. To tell me it was beautiful. <laughs> anyway, um, so you're with you these like professionals. Yourself. Yes. So it was with with the Erie Playhouse. It's the the name of the troupe out there, and it, it's what's great is it's an actual playhouse that has a nice marquee in downtown Erie. Which oh wow, you know, how much can you say about downtown Erie? Yeah. But, um, you know, it's a great little place. Um. But it, that right there was that taste, and I was like, I gotta go and I gotta do more of this. So yep. it was another hiccup that you know it was another four years before I did another show. My then girlfriend demanded that we move back to Rochester, mm. and we mm. did. And then uh, we she went down there with you, like she had to live in Erie, Pennsylvania. We we were actually living in Fredonia. I was driving an hour a day oh. to Erie, oh. and then an hour back from Erie for the rehearsals. And this was I a see. show with no stipend, no compensation. It was just me going like, I desperately need to do a show. Yeah. And I was spending the money to do Scratch, that. halt. It- You're a student of the arts at Fredonia. Mm-hmm. Are you not in a production there? This was actually after I had quit er, quit school. I so You quit school, but you were yeah. still living in Fredonia. Yes. I had... Oh I, I went to a point in my life where there were a lot of questionable decisions. Uh, that's, that's fine. We're not <laughs> welcome, here to judge. Just put it there. Welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah, we're not here to judge <laughs> those decisions. Welcome I'm just trying to find some clarity. Look at us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're amongst friends. <laughs> what are you doing to this? The, you quit school. You're living in Fredonia. What are you doing to make money, though? So I was uh, doing exactly that. I w- as I was saying before, it was I was working at a pizzeria and I was working a Radio Shack job at the ah. same time. So I was just doing a whole bunch of minimum wage jobs at best to just you know make a living. I was I was such an idiot at the time. You know, mm-hmm. you always look back and you go like, wow, that kid knew nothing. That <laughs> kid was an utter idiot. Yeah. Then been there. Know? What was your girlfriend doing? Was she still in school? She was finishing up school herself at the time. Okay. Okay. Um, 
But at that point in 2010, neither of us were in school. She was working um, as a bartender and I think at a fast food place. Jesus. And so we. She we saw the future and she said, this ain't this it. This ain't it. Yeah. Me, I was just like, this is comfortable. I'm yeah. going to do this. I get you. Yeah. Okay. So she demands you move back to Rochester. Yeah. And I'd never been into Rochester before. I didn't know anyone other than her. Wait, where her are you family. from originally then? I'm originally from Buffalo. Um, oh, okay. Like ah. in uh, Niagara County up in Lockport. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it, yeah, much different different animal in there yes i had I been see. to rochester one time to drop up my elder sister at the uh the the airport there uh, and that was she's from the rochester area yeah my girlfriend at the time is from rochester so she gotcha yeah. so she's like we're gonna move back there we're gonna be near my family and i'm like okay i know uh. no one i know nothing then i got into a production with pittsford musicals here in 2014 it was uh steven sondheim's little night music Mm-hmm. And hmm. it was that that was it. That was pretty much the opening that mm-hmm. got me down into doing the local theater here. And then I did another show there. I did curtains, and then I did a straight play with uh, the JCC out in um, out in uh, Brighton. Yep. And then I was doing more shows there. And then I started to do shows with Blackfriars <laughs> Theater. And Blackfriars <laughs> Theater is um, the local one over on Main Street. For those who don't know, and they they're the only local. locally Rochester City uh, theater that uses local artists. Hmm. You know, you you talk about the other ones bring other troops in, right? The Rochester uh, Broadway Theater League they they use predominantly other troops. uh, They're they're touring companies. Yeah, sure, sure. They're like the Shays of Rochester, right? And they bring in excellent stuff. It's just they don't tend to do any local productions with local talent. Jiva, for the most part, is um, they do local productions, but they don't use local artists for the most part. They they tend to. That's interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't know that. So when I pay. In my opinion, a overpriced ticket to go to Jiva. Absolutely, not that I've ever gone, but I do want to go. I love a Christmas Carol. It's great. Did you? <laughs> Excellent. A Christmas Carol is probably the one in Rochester. In, excuse me, at Jiva that uses predominantly local uh, artists. Local artists. Okay, but you're uh, saying for the most part, those artists are not local. Correct. Most of them are local in the state of New York or okay uh, the the Northeast region. Sure, but they're they're not. Residents of Rochester, New York, the way that you hmm. would see with uh, with Blackfriars Theater yeah. or with uh, the JCC out wow. in Brighton. Those okay. those are all you're really shedding some that. light on this for me. This mm-hmm. is very fascinating. Yeah, and I'm sorry if I'm slowing up this story, but I just oh. want to learn more. So, like at Jiva, let's say it's a it's a production that is not using predominantly local people, and people are coming in from all over the state, or you know maybe outside the state, depending. They're coming up. Are they staying in hotels while they're rehearsing and doing the shows? Where or, or are they just commuting every day? What's that like? That that I I wish I knew more of because that's the one theater that I haven't had a chance to go and work with. Because uh, and I will answer that question. It's, yeah. it, it they tend to use equity actors, and those are those who are contractually signed into a show or into a production. So. For the most part, that is their full time job. So they're right. rehearsing during the day. That's like living the dream kind right, of thing. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. So that's what's harder for local Rochester actors is that most Rochester based actors have full time jobs during the day that they have to work. So they can't give up that job for two and a half, three months of rehearsal process so they can do a show at Jiva. Or uh-huh. if there's an opening at RBTL's touring show, they, they can't do that as well. So to. That's why they bring in mostly 
equity actors for RBTL. They house them locally. As I understand, they have um, they have uh, housing for them, whether it's going to be apartments or there are places where they stay with with um, local local families. I guess you could say, oh, okay. um, sort of like a like a couch surfing type of thing, exchange, if you will. like like foreign an exchange, exchange, exchange. exchange. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. That's crazy. Yeah, called me my brother, yeah. and then he stole all my jeans. <laughs> the office. <laughs> Oh God, that's a reference even I don't get. Michael Scott got the. He was talking about we had a foreign exchange student from from Russia, and I called him my brother, and then he left, stole all my jeans. <laughs> Great. Anyway, okay, sorry. That I'm just that's Continue. cool learning about the dirty underworld of the thespian scene here in Rochester. Yeah. Okay, so I think I've learned enough about Jiva, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> No, that that's and I just want to make sure that is not me shitting on Jiva. They they that's have just the way fan, it is. Yeah, right. it it is the way it is. They yeah. they put up some really high quality work. They do. And they yeah they overpriced, but they stuff. do. Uh, overpriced is always subjective. I'm going to give you to you that, and you know, you know it 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 depends on what you consider to be a worthwhile show. You know, well, uh, so I that's that's the thing. That's the uh, subjective hard part about live theater. Let me put it this way, like, if yeah. I can jump in, please. Jiva's please prices are probably spot on for the quality that you're getting. However, I think in this town, we need to fill those seats and we need to we need to get more people into the theater. Yeah. We need to get them mm-hmm. off I, of their I cell agree. phones, we need to get them off of Netflix, we need to get them out I, into the world I agree. and seeing these these theaters. Absolutely. And and you being can't a make part, it accessible. Right, let's make it a little bit more accessible is what I'm saying. Right. I mean, the 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 hard part about theater or running a theater as mm-hmm. I've come to understand, you know, I'm I'm the the hard part is doing exactly that, getting the butts in the seats. Yeah. And yeah. A, a lot of times it's because of that. People have the on-demand services for entertainment right there on their phones, yep. right there on their TVs. They're like, well, I have like this plethora of options that mm-hmm. I'm never going to be able to watch in my lifetime, so why would I go and spend $25, 30 $40 for a ticket to see a show when I can just watch something great you know, for $15 mm-hmm. a month right here? Mm-hmm. So that that's the big, big trap for running it's a true. theater. Right now, um, as we record Very this, Blackfriars Theater is is running a production of another Pulitzer Prize winning show. As we were talking about Rent earlier, mm-hmm. Rent was, the f- as I understand, and I'm sure there's going to be someone who would correct me, was the first musical to win a Pulitzer Prize. No way! Wow! Yeah, because of its work, because of the uh, the its focus on no you know, Pulitzer the, is given to excellence in writing. writing. Yeah, yes. writing. Yep. Because of its focus on the destitute, the poor, and specifically with the, the AIDS, AIDS epidemic, epidemic. yeah, yeah. in, in, in well, New that's, York, that, that makes was, sense, right? So that was a huge moment in that, and the only other musical to win that is the one that's up right now at Blackfriars Theater, which is Next to Normal, which had a huge focus on mental illness, mm. uh, bipolar syndrome, as well as dealing with lo- with loss and grief, and how the that impacts the family dynamics. It's mm-hmm. a very strikingly <laughs> difficult show to watch, let alone perform. Oh wow! And it's, but it's a popular one. And that came out in I think it was two thousand six, two thousand seven. That was when it was on Broadway, mm-hmm. and it did exceptionally well despite the subject matter. And it's popular because of it. But you have to throw those types of titles into your season. And most seasons are about anywhere between five, six, seven shows between September and May of each given seasonal year. Oh, wow. Now, I'm asking for a friend, but 
how much are the average tickets to the Blackfriars Theater? So Blackfriars Theater tends to be anywhere between twenty-five and thirty-five dollars, mm-hmm. depending on whether you're a student, uh, whether you're a senior, or you know just your standard adult. Yep. Um, so the white man getting uh, marginalized again. Again. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I have to pay full fucking price. Yeah, I know. Thirty-five dollars. They're attacking white people, Dan. Yeah. Okay. They are. That's what theater's all about. It's about We're attacking the, the white man. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I've learned. As a white, straight, <laughs> cis, you know, Catholic man, I have been persecuted. Persecuted. Yeah. yeah. Which is very interesting. I can see the it in your eyes. I'm in right now. <laughs> yeah. What show are you in right now? So right now, in, in the same theater, Blackfriars Theater is in full rehearsals for this play called Silent Sky. It's by Lauren Gunderson. Okay. It is a focus on the astronomer uh, Henrietta Levitt. Now, okay. Uh, the name... Oh, she's my, f- she's my all-time favorite oh, astronomer. Oh, right. She, she, I mean, <laughs> how can you not know right off the top of your head, right? Uh, she is it's the... It's pronounced Levitt, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I tried arguing that with my director, and she nearly <laughs> threw a book at my head. It was, yeah. it was a very trying rehearsal. Oh, right. God. So that's cool. So what's that about? Yeah. So Henri- Henrietta Levitt was the first person to measure the distance between stars. Back oh, in the wow. early 1900s. And that was at a time when women were not astronomers. They were what were known as computers. I don't even think they had women back then. No. <laughs> they, they were just like, what's this thing <laughs> popping up out of the ground? And they're like, well, we let put them to work. Here yeah, we go. Yeah. Put some water on it. Yeah, all right, here. Yeah. The, the whole concept was around uh, this, this guy, Dr. Uh, Pickering, who was uh, an astronomer out in the Boston uh, Conservatory mm-hmm. for um, astronomical research. Mm-hmm. And... He was tired of the dudes that were doing the the calculations that would you know map all the stars and how many were in these star plates. Sure, I could go down all this in here. Star plates are just basically photographs, old school photographs of what the sky looked like. Oh boy! I don't know. And they were on glass, and they were probably about the size of a standard sheet of paper. Yeah, and they would have thousands of stars in there that you would have to look at, and then document and notate and chart out and right. stuff oh exactly God. so that must really turn you on yeah <laughs> so the eventually the old glass there. plate does i mean that's old school photography yeah, it's oh, a photography old. major oh okay there we go now i have some gift uh, at a gifted photographer he really is i hate saying that it actually makes my stomach hurt but when, when he say says it, gifted he means like the special kind that would yeah. explain the helmet you've been wearing yeah. this whole time that's okay. true <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so continuing on uh so so they give these these plates to the the researchers. Eventually, Pickering's like, you know what? I don't like the I don't like the dudes in this. Uh, I'm gonna have my housekeeper do this. Literally, this is what happened in the real world. His housekeeper went in. She did a better job of it, so it became a women's department, and he hired all these women to go in, calculate the number of these stars. I think this was on Cosmos. I th- yep, yep. Because Henrietta Levitt is key to how we measure the stars completely. Yeah. She changed everything. Um, so this play is about her yes, and her huh. work in this and that she went from having this job where she was just hired to notate the number mm-hmm. of stars so right. that these dudes, these white dudes can go off and congratulate each yeah. other and whatever. Jerk each other off. Have, you know, and yeah. I didn't want to bring up the okie cookie, but you know, yeah. there it is. Well, I, but that's how it always <laughs> is. That's how, I mean, you know, it's what happens. Yeah. Like, let's do a bunch of stuff to make these white guys look good so they can freaking. Oh, yeah. I hate that. Okay, so. Uh, Right, she's data entry. Yep, and then, and she, then she notices. Pr- okay, um, she notices a pattern inside of the stars, essentially how they pulsate, yeah. brighter from one panel to the next to the next, and she figures out that that is what the difference is in terms of distance. 
that when they're brighter, you can measure the distance of like this star is pulsating faster than this one, and that means it's closer than this one is. Now, is this a musical or is this a play? It's a straight play. Ah. Yeah. And I am the only guy in the cast. So it's a cast of five, four women, one guy. And quite literally, in Lauren Gunderson's description of the character, mm-hmm. it is quite literally Peter Shaw, the man. That's it. Oh. Just the man. So oh, he's, wow. he's not a real person. He's an amalgamation of men at the time as well right. as this romantic gift to Lauren Gunderson who did not have any sort of known romantic interest at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or she's not Lauren Gunderson. Uh, Henrietta Levitt. Yeah. yeah. Um, she didn't... She was pretty much a spinster at the end, of, by definition, if you will. So your character is just... Uh, a perception of men yeah. in this period. Oh, yeah. So does that mean you need to be multiple characters or you're just one character that has the attributes of men during yeah. this time period? The latter. I am I'm a product of my generation while still trying to be an open-minded character that you like. So I mean, he, this man, yeah. gave her the opportunity, right? Yeah, Dr. Pickering did, yeah. The, me, my character oh, is, is one of the employees for Dr. Pickering. Oh, I see, So I see. I'm, I'm not in charge of anything other than to make sure the women so are So there's no person playing Dr. Pickering? Nope. No, he's just he's like just, this, he's this outside entity. He's yeah. the man behind yeah. the curtain. Gotcha. Like, oh, the wizard is here. He's there. Interesting. Yeah. Now, it's, cause it's very it, interesting, It's a fascinating honestly. topic, astronomy mm-hmm. by itself, and certainly the idea of a woman making such a huge impact on it. Mm-hmm. Very fascinating. And so is, to me, theater. But I, I'm i questioning, and, and I want to know how this works, how you get two things that seem very different to, to go together, astronomy and theater. How does that make a good play? It's It comes down to, honestly, someone who has the passion for the story and the ability to put it into a cohesive narrative, which is what I think Lauren Gunderson does. She's she's very much a, a forgive the 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 white labeling here on this, but it's she's a feminist writer. Yeah. So it's uh, she's got another fantastic play called The Revolutionists, which talks about the uh, women of note throughout history who have kind of been products of revolution mm-hmm. or have been instrumental to them, and so it's. It's sort of her writing in that aspect, and this play is one that says, "Let's we're not going to talk so much about the astronomy itself. Yeah. The astronomy is just kind of there in the background. It's more the society in which Lauren exists. Excuse me, uh, Henrietta exists, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the the world that she's inadvertently changing mm-hmm. just because the, the key attribute for her is she's super passionate about this work. She goes into this because she really cares about the math. She cares about the stars. Mm-hmm. She cares about doing something that changes the world. Yeah. And this is during a time when the the votes for women were going on. Yeah. You know, women were trying to get the, the vote. Oh, the oh suffrage. Yeah, yeah, the suffrage, suffrage movement. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, that also happens in the background of this mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. Ah. The focus is just on... This woman trying to feel empowered to do the work that she wants to do, and there's this guy, me, in the background, being, being all about, hey, this is a men's world. You don't. This isn't your place to do this. Oh, by the way, I'm in love with you. Can you tell? Oh. Kind of thing. That's that's the kind of balance that this okay. character has. I mean, it sounds very on the surface, but it's uh, it's very it's very interesting how that's written in there. Well, listeners. So, what's the runtime of this play? 
Should be going to this. Okay, so the runtime. Oh God, I wish I. We haven't done a full run through yet, so I'm gonna say it's about maybe an hour and a half. Okay. I would say we. It's a very heavy first act. Right. Let's just put it that way. So people gotcha. that listen to this show that live in the area, we're talking about a twenty-five to thirty-five dollar ticket, mm-hmm. and it's about an hour and a half long. Yeah. Yep. What are you missing out? What are you losing here, folks? Get your ass to that theater. Yeah. yeah. Can you um do do us a favor? Um, just uh, pimp it out right now. So give us time. Do you have times, dates? I places? mean, is it even? All right. So right now the 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 show opens on March twenty seventh. Okay. So and it's going to run through um April eleventh. Okay. So you've got ten performances to see the show. Like I said, it's about an hour and a half run. You've got all. Professionally trained local artists Great. who have worked in New York City, who have directed in New York City, who are acting in this show here locally. the The female cast is spectacular. Mm. I, I I've worked with half of them before, and every chance I had to work with them, I've taken it just because they are such incredible collaborators, as well as just standard given actors. You could see, see them stand on the stage and speak for an hour and not know that an hour has passed because they're that gifted and the others are ones that i've wanted to work with for so long just because of watching them perform they they just enveloped every single character every single motion there are points for some of these actresses that when even when we're done reading the script and they're talking about the characters they're still emotionally invested in that character and they're speaking Oh, wow. With that same passion. That is well, the ty- that is what you get for that in yeah. local theater. That is where that $35 comes in. You don't get that mm-hmm. from a TV show. You get stops and starts in a TV show. Yeah. It's well recorded. Live theater well, is a very different animal. It's very, it's very different. And, you know, uh, to, to, to quote the uh, douchey uh, high school, early college homophobic me, if someone said, oh, theater, gay. I'm glad you, know, you said that. Then, I'm glad you said that. And then I was you, gonna say you mean you. And then you grow up and like for me, like I, I was like, This is fucking stupid. Like I don't wanna fucking see a play. And then I got taken to a play. Mm-hmm. And I was just like They did that shit they did that shit live? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then I went to more plays and I've been to more plays. Shit. I saw Lion King was amazing. Yeah, it was. Phantom of the Opera, amazing. Um, just everything I've gone to see live, I've never, I've just been like the talent. And then you, you look at that back at that stupid, ignorant you that, that sits there and closes their mind to things because of some type of preconceived notion that, you know, and again, I think that ties back to everything we've talked about in the show today is you need to just step outside of, of your comfort zone. You need Mm -hmm. to find something new. And I say, if you've got a a breath in you, um, and you're in the local area, you should go to this play. You should go see, absolutely uh, see this play. Yeah. And it's, it's important in many ways because of, you know, it, 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 it talks about the feminist movement and where we can where we can break away from the ideas that we have now, even the, the quiet misogyny that still exists yeah. here 120 years later than oh, the yeah. show is. But, you know, you, you talk about uh, you've got to be open-minded. That's mm. the sad thing about a lot of theater goers is that they go in and they they it's don't true. have an open mind. Exactly. Uh, I've got some stories from when I've done live shows and I hear people who aren't open-minded sitting in the audience and you can hear them verbally react. Oh. Uh, there was one I did a few years ago where it was... Similar concept, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. predominantly female show, single guy. And there was a scene where I'd had to uh, b- expose myself on stage 
and it full was, Monty, not full. Mo- well, almost full Monty. I was I was wearing a uh, a male support thing, ah, okay. a decency cup, if you will. yeah, sure, sure, sure. But uh, my the the entirety of Rochester got to see a full view of my butt. I'm just sad I missed it, that. The, the, <laughs> oh. the 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 reason why it had to happen was for a very striking, emotionally uh, how do how do I put this uh, negative impact, sure, if you will. Yeah. So for the for the other character that was on on stage. And there were some guys that vo- verbalized like certain things, like "oh, she likes it" and things like that. And it was just very like. Is the theater that small? There? Oh, it is. That's the other thing. Blackfriars Theater is what's known as a black box, and that is a theater that has a flat, a flat ground. Think of like a, a giant square. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've got a a stage that's right on the ground, and the audience is above you. They uh. they go up in tiered stairs on it's either going to be on three sides or two sides in this case uh, blackfriars is a two-sided theater for audience to sit and they look down and in there it's very intimate only three rows so everything you do is right in your face so for any sort of a show that has an emotional impact so i can't go in there and fart is what you're telling me i would say it's probably not a good idea in theater but uh you're not going to get away with it as easily. Well, as okay. Well, Dan, one. I think you, you, sh- you critical mass road trip to go see Colin. Get the van started. Do it. I think we, I think we should go. Load we up the van. We'll, we'll we'll catch up some vagabonds on the side of the road and bring them in. We'll we'll grab the recorder. We'll do interviews. Yeah. I'm serious. I'm not even being funny. Oh, um, hey, absolutely. We'll you if, know what you, do you you've think? Got, we you've get got the a little over a month to get it prepped. All right. If we get the clearance. Well, yeah, we got to run it by the Marissa's. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and the Blackfriars Theater. We can't just come in there and start interviewing their talent like we fucking I was going to just knock on the director's door and say, yeah. hi, I, obviously you know who I am. Well, yeah. I mean, it is Main Street, so they probably might think you're just another one of those homeless people trying to get in. Another just... vagrant. <laughs> so, no, no, again. You don't know who I am? How do you not know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the Rockness Monster. <laughs> Let me in. Yeah. No. What are we talking about? People on the street screaming about what rich people are? Here we are again. Yeah. I'm the Rockness Monster. Do you know who I am? I'm going to have my gold toilet installed next week. Yeah. Okay, good. Um. So thanks. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for letting me talk about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think, Dan? Ready for a break? Yeah. All right. When we come back, we're going to do everyone's favorite part of the show. Fuck you. Stay tuned. Are you a small business looking to advertise on Critical Mass Podcast? Well, check us out on our Facebook page at Critical Mass Podcast 69. Contact us there to find out what your options are. We'd love to get the word out there about your business. Check us out. (sighs) I hate the day he got that piano. You. Yes, thank you for that. I wrote that last night. Yeah, it was great. I wish you would have just kept it at that. So that's I wrote it on math. You wrote it on, wrote it on math. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, so we're going to do our favorite, uh, everybody's favorite part. Fuck you, where we kind of, it's an airing of grievances. If we were like a Frank Costanza kind of kind of situation. Um, I'm just going to kick it right off. Mm-hmm. Fuck you to um, Verizon Wireless. Um, oh. I've oh. been a proponent of Verizon forever. Um, I have loved them because their services, top notch. Their service is absolutely top-notch, and their customer service and their customer handling used to be top-notch. Now, the last time I really had to deal with them was four years ago when I got my iPhone 7. 
I've had the iPhone 7 for the four years it's been out because I got the iPhone 7 when it first came out because I used to be that guy. Now I have two children. And there's no more like – and to be honest with you, I've grown up. I don't give a fuck about having the newest phone every year. I don't care about those things anymore. Now – Yeah, you're cool. I've had the 7 for four years, and it just wouldn't charge anymore. It wouldn't do anything. It was just – it was shitty. Yeah, phones die. Exactly. Now, I'm in the Mac world. I run the show through the Mac. My notes, when I take notes, they show up on the computer. My iPad is the same way. They're all – the three of them are linked. So I'm like – stuck with mac at this point right um i'm gonna start transitioning though after what happened but long story short i haven't been kind of a show is this transitioning to android probably in the future maybe we'll see welcome welcome we'll see (laughs) so i go to the store and i'm used to this i walk into verizon they say you've been a customer for this long Mm -hmm. bill's always on time pretty much whatever you want to do that's the way Verizon used to operate. Well, listen, you want me here? I want to buy one, get one on phones. You want me here? I want you to do this. And a do buy that. one, get one. Yeah, oh. that's what that's what I got with the iPhone 7. Four years ago, I walked into Verizon in Greece, and I said, my wife and I need phones. <clears throat> or my girl girlfriend at the time. So we need phones. Mm-hmm. Um. I've been a Verizon customer for a long time. Look in your little thing and tell me what the specials are for people that have been around. Look under, because I used to work for Verizon for a brief period. I the said, entitlement. I said, here. look under the, no, no, I give them my money. I don't ask, I, they get my money every month. I go, I go in, I say, look under the little thing that says customer wants to leave. And then <laughs> yeah. give me one of those. And he chuckled and he did. Yeah. And I got the buy one, get one, right? Well, I go into Verizon uh, last weekend. And- no, I went to the one in, at Eastview because we wanted to we wanted to walk around. We didn't want to be with the common rabble, so we went to Eastview. You oh, know what I mean? Wow, you're changing, man. <laughs> the show has really changed me. <laughs> the fame from this show yeah. has really changed me. Oh yeah, it's going right to your head. Exactly. Your beard. So I walk and I said, "Do you know who I am? I'm the Rockus Monster." <laughs> no, I yeah. didn't do that. I walked in and I said, "Listen, I've been a, I've been with you guys for you know almost ten years now with Verizon. Um, I want to see what you can do for me and what's going to stop me from going to AT and T across the hall there." So yeah. you you tell me what you're going to do. It usually always works. Well, not anymore. Nothing. Go over to AT&T then. Yeah. And I was like, you guys are known for, you know, appeasing your customers because their service is very expensive. If you're a Verizon customer, this you know that. Was this cellular sales or was this a Verizon? It was now? a Verizon Verizon. Okay. So I'm like, what do you mean nothing? Yeah, man, we don't there's nothing we can do. The only thing we can do is you open a new line. What? <laughs> I said, yeah, if you open a new line, we'll give you a buy one get one. I said, okay, but then, okay, that's fine then. So what we'll do is we'll do that. We'll get a new line. We'll put the new phone number on one of my old iPhone 7s, and we'll take the old number. We'll put it on the, the iPhone 11. Yeah. Oh, no, you can't do that anymore. you got to wait three months. What? So i got to wait three months. I can't, yeah, they won't even let you do that. So if you open a new line, it's got to stay whatever on phone it's activated on. We can't change it over because people were constantly doing that to get new phones. I said, okay, that's fucking stupid. I, I, what? And they're like, yeah, sorry. So I'm like, all right, so what other deals do you have? Oh, well, we have this deal, and we have this deal. Oh, but you're on an old grandfathered plan from, like, a long time ago. I still had rollover data. Apparently, that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, No, that's, not, that's no. ancient. Yeah, but it worked for me. It was 12 shared gigs, and it was rollover. I never wow. ran out of data. It was like having unlimited for me, honestly, already. Yeah, but that's I paid what they realized. Less. Yeah. So he's like, oh, for you to get any deals now, you have to be on unlimited. I'm like, well, how much more is that going to be a month? It's going to be another $45 more a month. 
Jesus Christ. I'm like, all right, so what, what about this deal? If you go unlimited, you don't get any discounts. Nope. No, and then the, so my our company where we work, my discount gone. Right. Yeah. They're like, you have to be a military or first responder yeah. to get any discount. I said, well, you're going to need a first responder. I said, yeah. I said, well, that's that's fucking stupid. Convenient that you work in a place with phones where you can dial 911 yeah. at the ready. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm like, this is bullshit. And then he goes, oh, yeah. So even if you're on. Yeah. We, there's like nothing we can do. You're going to have to buy the phones full price. So I'm like. Dude, are you kidding me right now? Like, I can't afford that. And I'm like, okay, fine. I don't need the 11. Mm-hmm. I Give me, what's the one before that? Or even the one before that? If I do my math, I think that's a 10. Sure. He goes, oh, we don't even carry those in stock. We only carry the yeah. the newest. I'm like, ah. That's what pisses me online. off. That's I'm like, okay. They trap you into it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay. So because I'm, I'm like at a point where I don't care. Like, I don't need the latest and greatest anymore. Just give me a phone that charges. Like, you know, so they can't help me there. Dude, can't. there's flip phones there that are still three, four hundred dollars. They can't help me it's with unreal. They can't do anything. So then I say, I'm like, all right, man, I, I guess he's like, well, what I can do is I can give you t- if you trade in your iPhones, I can give you two hundred dollars towards your new phone for each. So let's four hundred dollars off two iPhones. So two iPhones are fourteen hundred dollars. Take four hundred off. Now we're down to a thousand. Okay, fine, right? So we do all that. Fucking guy. At the end of all that, I'm like, just whatever, dude. Just fucking box it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just box it up. My wife's pissed. You know, I'm mad. I'm starting to get heated with the guy, but I'm still being respectful. But I'm like, I just don't understand, man. Yeah, you're clearly upset. Yeah. So then the guy goes, like looking at the computer screen, like me right now to you. Like, (laughs) like, you're where I was standing. Imagine just seeing that after everything. I'm like, what? He goes, we're going to have to special order them. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, unless you want one, uh, two 128 gig ones. I was like, well, how much more is that? It's another $100 per phone. I said, no, I want the 64 gig, the smallest one. Yeah. I don't want the pro. I don't want the magic one. I don't want the one that sings me fucking songs or flies around. I want the fo- just the phone. Just give me the, the regular phone. So it's an 11. It's an 11 and 64 gig. So I had to come back a week later to pick it up. Could so, you use your you could still use your old phone though during that week, right? Correct. Okay. So so all so I come back. I I was fucking livid. I come back to pick up the phone. Doesn't the dude drop my iPhone 7? Oh no. The one I'm trading in for 200 bucks. Yeah. And I said that screen better not be cracked cuz I'm going to reach over the fucking well, it'll come out of his check. And he goes, it's no. It's fucking fault. I would I would have raised hell. He's like, it's not cracked. Nothing's broken. I'm like, I'm still going to get 200. I say, no, I'm not leaving. So put that in writing. Yeah. And I'll sign it. He did. He's like, all right, put it in writing. So I'm like, because you're the one who fucking dropped it, not me. Yeah. So he does everything, right? I look at, I don't know if, are you a Verizon customer? No, thankfully. Are you, are you a Verizon customer? Okay. So you know do your device dollars? Mm-hmm. What? So every time you pay a bill, you get a token, and you can spend that token on things. So I've been spending them on $5 increments f- to buy new phones. I got up to $75 off any phone. Every time you pay a bill? Every time you pay a bill. It's called Verizon Up. It's in the app. Oh. So anyway, so I'm like, wait, did you apply my device dollars? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> you forgot. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they trained them not to do that. So he goes, 100%. you're going to, he goes, when you get your first bill, you're going to have to call customer service 
they'll add your device dollars. And if you yell at them for long enough, they'll waive your activation fees. I said, activation fees? I'm a, I'm an existing customer. You still charge activation fees for existing customers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, $40 a piece. To activate they're, what? They're called upgrade fees. Yeah. yeah. He's like, and they're called upgrade fees now. I'm like, I remember when if you were an existing customer, you don't have to pay those at all. And he, he's like, yeah, that's not a thing anymore. It has Honestly, it hasn't been for the better part of a decade. When I was working at Radio Shack, that was back in 2010, 2011. They had upgrade fees for AT&T, Verizon, Sprint, T-Mobile. That's been something that they've been doing for a while, which surprises the hell out of me that that's still a thing. Sometimes they would waive them if you well, bitched well, enough. but That's what he told was, me. Yeah. So he goes, you probably are. He's like, you're the type of guy that probably complained enough that you didn't have to pay them ever. But uh, no complaining can get me to stop this. So you're gonna have to, if you call customer service and say, I'm leaving Verizon, they'll waive those and tell them you want your device dollars and they'll apply them to the to the phones. So just do do those things and you should be good to go. I said, fucking I better be. He goes, if not, you can come back here and scream at me more. It's the equivalent of taking your car to a mechanic and paying them to fix your fix your car to replace your muffler, muffler or something like that. You could buy the phone outright yeah. and you could do the upgrade through the website yourself and then you don't have the upgrade fee, yep. as I understand. However, if that upgrade fee still exists there, you definitely should raise hell. Well, yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to be fucking calling and yelling at someone. So fuck you, Verizon. I think they've gotten to the point where they know that they are the number one service. The calls are always crystal clear. I never have issues with data, text messaging, or phone calls on their service. I've had all of them. I've had AT&T. I've had T-Mobile. I've had Sprint. And they've all given me issues. Verizon's never given me a problem, ever. So they know that, and they have me by the balls, and they don't care. Mm -hmm. And fuck you, Verizon. So that's my fuck you. Who wants to go next? Wow. I'll yield the floor. Okay. I am going to piggyback off of that, and I'm going to say fuck you to the entitled white middle class. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. No, it was Because I was on my, on my drive-in here. I, I was stuck behind this, this truck that had all those Murica yeah. type of flags <sighs> and stickers on their back. But the one thing that got my goat was the handicap tag mm -hmm. in the mirror. Yeah. And Which is illegal, by the way. To drive with it on, really? It's a visual impairment. Yeah. Ah, so even more fuck them. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I, I am not the type of person that's gonna say, "Oh, you don't have a handicap," but there are a lot of people who get that under technicalities, mm -hmm. yeah, just so that they can park in My those dad. spots against people <laughs> who have like, "Hey, I actually have to use a walker to get somewhere, and I have this handicap tag temporarily mm -hmm. until I can heal, and mm -hmm. I'm going to use this." Oh, I can't because somebody. Oh, they didn't even put up a tag. Is parked there. Yeah, you know uh, that. That's I was driving around with my. Uh, I call him my father-in-law, even though we're not married. But um, uh, I drove driving around with my father-in-law the other day, and he and I both just went off about this asshole who had parked in a handicap spot, at at this lot and there was no tag there was no sticker that some people have stickers on the back of their cars right that signify their plates handicap. even yeah. yeah and there's nothing not a damn thing anywhere and they're just there and we just see the guy come out it up like walking normally mm -hmm. into the car and i'm just it drives me nuts and it's it's indicative of these people who are entitled to ah i pay this money for this i'm sorry rocco i'm gonna jump at you here i've been a f i've been a customer of yours for 10 years I've been, i deserve a blowjob uh, when i walk into your store yeah i should have there should have been some sort of thing that went off that said this fucking person here has been special for 10 years because they've been doing the exact same thing that some 
someone's been doing for two years, but for 10 years, that makes yeah. them special. Fuck you in that. I'm like, I'm sorry. You're doing the same thing as everybody else. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are to be like, I am so privileged that I should get something more for my loyalty? I deserve a buy one, get one free. Yeah, you, your loyalty doesn't mean dick. I'm sorry. You're, you're, we are in a, in a society in which everything is bought and paid for okay that's yeah, true and you want to compete to get somebody's dollars cool great but if you are the consumer yourself you're not doing anything special by buying this fucking product these people who bitch and moan about these products even into into gaming i'm a huge gamer okay true so i i see how the community itself can be great but most often than not i can see how it is a giant heaping pile oh the gamer of community shit. oh god and i'm not going to even talk about the misogyny and the oh, bigotry yeah. and the xenophobia oh, that lives into it awful but just specifically the fucking entitlement that goes into where is my game like the last of us 2 is probably the most anticipated game of this year and it was originally supposed to come out yesterday and, and i was heartbroken when they had to delay it yeah until i was May just writing in my journal about it because i can't wait for he it he hates I video know. gaming by the way hates oh. it so no, he's I making fun of it yes just, you do no so you're the guy I who just, wrote that blog okay yeah <laughs> i just love making fun of others for it no, I know you it's do. fantastic it's it there's no there's an endless source material for making fun of the gaming community. it's too easy oh, that's I mean, the problem as a side note uh, you know who ninja is right yes i okay. do actually yeah. did you see his tweet recently about no, I don't read, um, I don't it's have just tweeting. a game he posted this thing about how he hates people who say it's just a game don't get angry about it. He's like, no, you should go get mad. It's okay to get mad. Yeah. And people who Fuck tell him. you who that you shouldn't get mad they are emotionally immature i'm like dude I, I talk to people about some of my anger issues because I don't know how to process some of my negative emotions sometimes. That's also why I'm an actor, so I can yeah. vent that stuff on sure. a script and say, hey, this script told me that I should be screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> Just so, drink in the dark like I do. Oh, yeah. Uh, that that uh, works every time. Yeah. You know, that that's how my dad ended up alone living by himself. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, this got sad. So, hey, wait, living by yourself right now sounds pretty good. Ah. Well, yeah, you have four women that you live with. Yeah. You're halfway there. You're li you're talking in a dark dungeon space right now. I mean, can we please turn on why, the lights? Why I'm do you think concerned. I beg to come over here every day? Something touched All my right. leg, and I know it wasn't me. But Ninja Ninja wrote about that about how you you should be you, you should be able to be angry and vent about these things, and I was just like, that's such a bullshit mentality but sorry that, that went away from the entitlement the the whole thing these games get delayed and kids i say kids oh, and these are even scream. guys who are our age you yep. know mid-30s yeah. even some who are in their early 40s screaming like how dare you i pre-ordered this i should i i should get something extra for having to wait that's i don't right. understand that's this horse in this instance this wouldn't be me there's probably if we go back Enough episodes where we can find one fuck you that you're like, I pre-ordered this and it's not here. No, I guarantee there's not one of those. Okay. I'm sure there's yeah. some entitlement somewhere, yeah. but not towards uh, this. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm of the mindset that if you make a promise, you should hold up to it. Yeah. Like, hey, Amazon promises me two-day delivery, mm -hmm. and here we are on our fourth day. I've I'm had a fuck give, you about that before. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to call mm -hmm. Amazon and you know tell them, hey, you, know, you guys yep. have a written promise that I'm paying for. I'm literally paying yep. for a two-day delivery, and it didn't happen. They're like, yeah. okay, cool. Here's a little thing for that. That's different. And maybe that border, I'm arguing that just so I don't feel like the white privilege, which I am. As long as you're coming at it from a customer perspective that – this was a mistake or something happened that was wrong and we're trying to fix it instead of the 
fuck Amazon. They said two days and it isn't here. Yeah, exactly. Like, like they're never allowed to make a mistake. Well, it comes down to the other day I was having a conversation where I firmly believe that every single human being should work in some sort of in- service industry. Oh, yes. Yeah. Whether it be as a clerk yep. or as a uh, food provider. Absolutely. At some level, you should work 100%. on the bottom rung so that you can understand what it is to be that yep. person. Right. Yep. Because anytime I call into a customer service, even when I'm pissed, I never take it out on those people because... They didn't do anything. Yeah. They're, they're not, just they're, answering the phone. Exactly. They're there. They're, I'm sure they get it all the time. Like, you fucking people. Man. They're like, I, I have no idea I who st- you are. I start off friendly, you. but if they're incompetent, I start to dig into them. But then I always, I know a lot of them are uh, in, indicative of their job is the, mm. sur- is the survey. So I'll take the survey and I'll give them high scores. So the more of an asshole that I was, the more I make sure that I give them a really high score because then that's going to ensure their job. And those of you that have never been in the service industry that does that phone, like being on the phones, yeah. don't know how much those surveys really freaking mean for their jobs. Yeah. So it's like, really yeah, I was a prick. So you get a 10. <laughs> Most people don't acknowledge that, though. They're just like, yeah. they got me angry. So they're yeah. a horrible person. One. One. Yeah. Because I can't I can't rate this any lower than that. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, I hate that. It, it's 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 so your fuck yeah. you yeah my fuck you is the white privilege that people just scream yeah for no yeah. reason because they're entitled to because they're they outraged can. that they didn't get their they didn't whatever get, yeah they didn't get what they wanted rather than what they were promised yeah. right yeah right well thank you dan mine's a bit lighter okay wow squirrels again and i may have brought it up before but i just want to reiterate this let's say there's three cars you're at a stoplight. Uh-huh. You're the third car. Mm-hmm. The first car isn't moving when it's green. Mm-hmm. My fuck you is to that number two car. That doesn't... That doesn't honk. Ah, uh, that doesn't take their Wait, responsibility. No. I, t- I fucking honk for them. Yep. Why is everyone so soft all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. When I, I don't know. As a kid, my perception was... Adults yell at each other. They mm-hmm. honk their horns. They tell us, "Say fuck you, get out of the way." Get the fuck out of the way. Honk, you know, like it's green, asshole. That's my yeah. favorite. Have, I've walked around New York City. Mm-hmm. I've walked around other big cities. You're People well honk. traveled. People honk. They do. Mm-hmm. And when I'm it just in town here, it's just like people are afraid of one another. Mm-hmm. I don't, or maybe everyone's on their phone and no one notices it's green. I don't know. Very possible. Yeah. But get the fuck off your phone and go. I'm, it's pissing me off, especially when I'm late. Absolutely. But even if I'm not late, where are your fucking balls? Yeah. Yeah. Just, it doesn't even have to be an aggressive honk. You know what I mean? Just a quick little, you know. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't okay. have to be aggressive. Beep, beep. Especially Just if it's go. my car. Just go. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like the the second car. I'm My, my <laughs> partner. <laughs> my partner, she is not shy with the horn. And... She's like you. She's just like, just honk. Yeah. It, it, you don't have to lay into it. Just honk. But I'm like, what? They're going to they're gonna go. It's only been two seconds. No. You know? Not two god long seconds. So fuck you to car number two. So yes. fuck you to Colin, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, We're taking turns as fucking each other here. Yeah. I, I just, I have to. It's a fuck fest. Because both of you mentioned this, the, the quickest story ever. I drop off my daughter every morning to school for the before school program. And it's been very cold, as you guys have noticed, right? Mm-hmm. So in the mornings when I drop her off, which is super early, the parking lot's empty at her school. There's nobody There's nobody there. There's nobody uh-huh. at the school, right? So I'll pull into the first parking space, 
the very first one by the door, get her out, get her in, get in my car, and go out. I've timed this. I can get out of my car with her, get into the school, and back out to my car in 60 seconds. Oh, wow. Sometimes even before that. But I park right there, right? Turns out that's a handicapped parking spot. Mm. So I park in that every morning. Usually my car's still on. And I get out, in there, sign you in, see you later. It's like it's like uh, the you know before and after school program. You're familiar, right? Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Okay, it's what we did together for years. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay, no, never heard of it. Great. So anyway, so I get back in my car, I'm gone. Right. That's it. Simple as that. Last week, I go to I go to pick my daughter up from school. Right. I park some because the parking lot was full. I didn't park in a handicapped spot. I parked in a regular spot. Yeah. I go to the sign in the sign out sheet. And on a bright colored piece of paper written down is, please do not park in, and it's just not for me, it's on the whole sign out sheet, please do not park in the handicapped spots, even if it's just for a moment early in the morning. Clearly meant for you. Clearly meant for me. So I just grabbed <laughs> it. Him coming in and they just put it down. They taped it down. They were like, he's coming, he's coming, come on, come on, make sure he right? sees it. Now I was a site leader, as you were yeah. as well. I looked right at the site leader from across the room and loudly I go, this for me. <laughs> <laughs> She's this young, meek college girl. And yeah. she just kind of looks back and she goes, yeah, you just like don't park there in the morning. And I'm like, did someone complain? Was there someone that came in? There are literally four or five other medical spots it was like it's not like that's the only this one this is the bullshit that i'm talking about like you're, you're negotiating your shitty actions <laughs> you can't you did a shitty thing own it you yeah. can't negotiate well this that's it's, it's, it's similar to a whataboutism well that's with, true like but her emails no fuck you you that's, did a shitty thing own that's it. true so so i do own it every morning <laughs> so is there a pull-up area like where the buses no, would go they don't have one of those or else i would do that yeah I was just going to say park on the fire lane. I'm sorry. She's <laughs> she's six and she moves slowly. OK, yeah. I'm not going to maximize the amount of time. I usually got her by the hand. Like, Let's go. I got to go to work. You know, I don't yeah. I don't have time. Just, you know, if she could go in by herself, I just open the door and just let it tuck and roll, honey. Yeah. Like, not know, even but, stop. Not even. Stop. Yeah, yeah. Just like a slow roll and neutral, you know. Yeah. But anyway, funny story. So, uh, Colin, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it. One more time. Pimp out. Um. What, what do we the got show. going on? So Silent Sky at Blackfriars Theater starting March 27th and running through April 11th. Where can we get our tickets? So Bring the kids. You can get kids. your t- tickets at blackfriars.org or calling the box office at 585-424-1260. Thanks very we'll, much. We'll put that in the liner we'll notes. We'll put that too. in the liner notes. Yeah, um, thank you. I want to thank uh, everyone for listening. A uh, great episode. Uh, I want to thank uh, Matt and Mia over hashtag Matt and Mia if you're looking to buy a car or you're looking to buy a home. Um, the Genesee Beard Company. Make your beard feel good. That's and not, lastly, that's not their catchphrase. I know, but I made it up. I know. Um, and then lastly, but absolutely not leastly, is uh, don't forget to towel.com. Check them out there. You can see, find us there. You can also find the other podcasts that myself and Colin are actually on, Star Warriors. Make sure you're listening to that. Other than that, thanks a lot, everyone. Party on, Wayne. Bye.